Welcome to Center Sunday with your host, Sharice Shai Holmes, the business doula. So today I want to talk about the do's and don'ts of coaching. And I'm sharing some of these tips came from my experiences of coaching. Um, and then also through having coaching buddies in, um, in my certification, we actually went through as a cohort. So we got to watch other people coach in addition to, you know, us doing live coaching and practicing. So this is what I want to share with you guys today. But first of all, I just want to say shout out to all the ladies who showed up for our single CEO's Valentine's Day party last night. Y'all, it was so much fun. I literally felt like we were all, you would have honestly believed we were all girlfriends and just decided to hop on Zoom and have a girl's night together. Like the camaraderie, the cohesion, the laughter, the vulnerability. Um, there was some tears even last night because there was such a powerful experience of having a community of like-minded women come together, share what was going on in their lives, and also champion themselves in being their own CEO at the same time. It was so beautiful, y'all. And then I also shared, I just opened up a brand new membership called Empower to Prosper CEO Community, where I will be teaching things like how to create your first ebook and your lead magnet, how to, you know, set up your first email automation and how to market and, and create a message that will attract your ideal client to your specific coaching program. I just opened it up last night and... I'm telling you, one of the things that's going to be deeply infused into this membership of Empower to Prosper CEO community is that type of camaraderie and sisterhood where we're going to talk about business, yes, but we can also talk about the idiot that we met, we met on the dating app the other day. So I'm just so excited to see what comes about in that fashion. And you guys, I will put the link in um, the description of the podcast so you can check out the membership and come join us. I will be teaching some other classes this month that you guys can join and get a taste of how uh, the classes are going to be formatted and what you're going to learn. And then you can come on in and join us. So it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. But last night turned out way better. And I, I had high expectations. Last night turned out so so, so much greater than I thought it was. And I'm so grateful that God gave me the opportunity to create this sacred container and space to bring together these beautiful, powerful, vibrant, strong women and uh, allow us to just kind of like let our hair down. So if you guys are looking for a community like that and you also want to be able to work on your business and build your skills, Please click the link and check out the Empowered to Prosper CEO community. It's definitely worth the investment. And we're going to be doing more events like that. Challenges quarterly, sisterhood events quarterly. We might be doing like a CEO happy hour. Um, and just, they listen, y'all, it was so much fun. They have me planning a luxury retreat for the end of the year <laughs> for New Year's Eve. For us to just get together, have an amazing girl time, and build our businesses is going to be so much fun. So we also started talking about working on an app, learning how to flirt, uh, <laughs> and how to know if you're being flirted with. So many stuff, so many things, great things came out of last night. So I want y'all to come and be a part of this dope community. You're not going to find another community like this. You're just not. But like, not in business and sisterhood, married together? 
come on y'all like seriously just the investment of being able to have space with women who are on the same track as you is so invaluable in addition to all of the people um that that have such amazing skills which you'll be able to network and collaborate with with on your own businesses like it's gonna be it's gonna be very powerful that's what the lord showed me like and even i was sharing with the women last night like i was gonna promote this like really really big and there were some other places that i was gonna put it and when i was about to make that decision you know the holy spirit was like so what's important to you sharice is it quality or quantity and when God checked me on that, he was like, what kind of community do you truly desire to create and give to this women? Or is it about, you know, how many you could say, oh, I have 100 women and we're, I'm changing their lives and this and that. Or is it do you truly want to create sisterhood? And so I actually backed down on the massive scale of which I was going to promote this community. And I'm literally just promoting it only to the women who I who are at the very least on my email list engaged with me um that definitely like my flow of coaching and my and my style and those women I just already know off bat they're going to be good selections for people joining into the membership so I'm super excited it's a, a protective and safe space for women that are truly like-minded so I know if y'all are listening to me on this podcast if you're on my email list if you're on my Instagram page or you're messaging or engaging with me, I know those types of women are shoe-ins for perfect matches for this membership. So I'm really excited to create this beautiful space that you're not going to find anywhere else. I actually did not intend to go into that, but <laughs> my heart is so full from last night. Like I just woke up on a high. And we also watched Sylvie's Love. So if y'all did not watch that movie, it was really good. Uh, we were like having girl chat throughout the conversation and I'm usually not about the conversation throughout the movie. And I'm usually not one of those people that likes to talk in the movie. Um, actually my brother does that and he makes me mad sometimes. <laughs> like I have to go watch the movie by myself before I watch it with him because he does a lot of talking, but man, it was like a perfect commentary at the perfect time too. So yeah, we had a movie night after what well, was part of the party. So it just overall, I'm, I, I've literally, I've signed up for memberships before and I've never experienced a community like that. So I'm just grateful that the women that are involved in a part of it are open and receptive and they contribute too. So it's not like they're just sitting there on Zoom looking at me and not interacting. <laughs> so yes, join. I want to see you in there. It's going to be beautiful and it's going to be something that's really going to empower you personally, spiritually, mentally, in addition to your business. All right, so let's get get on to the do's and don'ts of coaching. All right, so the first thing I want to share with you guys is, I believe I said this last week, or I probably just really say this all the time, you need a signature coaching program, okay? Trying to sell the long-term influences of coaching which is really like intangible, is really hard to do. But if you can tell your clients, hey, these are the tr transformational results you're going to get from this signature coaching program, people are going to be more likely to see the value that you provide in your program and invest in you. Because the again, the first problem is people are unable to observe the long-term influences of coaching. So you have to be able to articulate that. 
and being able to have a coach, a business coach, help you craft your signature coaching offer is going to make a huge difference between you having one or two clients a month to you getting booked out and having to create a wait list for your next round of openings, which frequently happens for my clients that do help me create their signature coaching program. So I would encourage you to think about how you can set this up over the long term, whether it's investing and working with me or just figuring it out on your own. Trust me though, if you value your time over money, do yourself a favor and just just invest and have someone help you create this because they can definitely see um, the blind sides and the parts that, that you don't truly understand about the entire workings of creating a signature coaching program because it does it does involve that but there's a lot more included in it but let's just drill down so let's say you don't have a signature coaching program and you are just saying you know I am a life coach or I'm a transformation coach or I'm a mindset coach or I'm a nutrition coach or whatever type of coach it is that you're a career coach what you want to do at the start of your client engagement is find out the goals for the coaching, and then how the client will determine that you've succeeded in that area, right? How will the client measure the results? You have to set that up with them from the beginning. And then you have a clear path of the goals that the client wants to achieve and what you're gonna do at each session. So you have an overall discussion of at the beginning of the client engagement with the goals, but then Per coaching session, you also set up your own goals and measurements for that one hour that you're working with them or the 30 minutes that you're working with them, okay? Do not coach without this level of clarity. Like, simply do not do it. Just make it a habit. Every single session, you set the goals. So what I do in my one-on-one coaching sessions, because I do have a signature coaching program that will get them a specific result, let's say today we're supposed to be working on niching or their funnel, I will say, hey, today we're going to be working on, you know, your niche, your funnel. Um, We're talking about business credit or something like that. This is what we're going to accomplish today. However, is there something else you would like to work on today? So I usually give my clients the option of working on what they desire to, to, to finish today for their business or my plan for them. Usually they, not often, but let's say if we have like 10 sessions, I would say like three or four, maybe of those sessions, they'll have something else they want to talk about. So I'll go ahead and work with them through their specific issue in their business first. And then we will do the second part of the coaching that I've created and crafted for them. Um, And then I actually do the same exact thing in my group coaching, but I do it in reverse. So I feel like you have to be, um, because you have more people in your group coaching program, you have to be more laser targeted, specific and focused so that no one feels like, hey, today we were supposed to learn um, how to set up my funnel and then you just talked about something completely different that someone else had an issue with. So because you can have more than one person that has a different issue, start off teaching whatever is the, the goal was for that session, right? Like how to sign on clients Um, or how to have your discovery call, or how to map out your signature coaching program, or how to um, brand your business, okay? Set your goal, and then say, okay, at the end of this session, I will open it up for Q&A, and we can talk about any, any issues that you have that have arisen in your business this week that you want me to address. So that's how I usually handle it, to make sure 
yes, I'm giving them the transformational experience that I promised them, but that they also reach the goals and feel like they're being heard and feel like they're able to address their specific needs when you're coaching with me. All right, number two, and this, I have seen this happen. Um, I think because I've done mentoring beforehand, before I went into coaching, I mentored for like at least a decade. Um, I've learned how to detach myself for this, but I would say number two is that sometimes coaches can become personally affected by the topics discussed during the coaching session. So what you want to make sure you're doing is like work on your own personal development continuously, including hiring your own coach. I personally have a business coach and a life coach, right? So that I'm getting poured into as I'm also pouring out. If you're always the one that's pouring out, sometimes you might show up empty to a session and you know, they, they pay, you got to show up. You can't just be like, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. You got to keep your commitment to them. So you show up, but you're empty. And now whatever is going on in this person's life, you've connected with it because maybe to some degree it's a past experience or something that may be resonating with you with a, you know someone else, a family or a friend. And so now you're all involved emotionally with what's going on with them. I want to say this, learn to maintain appropriate compassion without getting caught up in your client's drama. That's a super critical coaching skill. Um, and it takes practice. Because for me, I'm an empath, so I can I can very easily get connected with what's going on in someone else's life or story. And yes, I do business coaching, but y'all, I still deal with personal things that arise in my client's life. And so it is it's easier for you when you're connected to someone and I've been seeing you for hours or whatever and something else happens to you, you can get connected in, in a fashion, but just make sure you have appropriate compassion and that you are already full. So you're been, you've been doing the self-care and better than average, you know, resilience practices so that you are whole and complete when you sh- show up to these coaching sessions. But if it's a, if it's an issue that genuinely is impacting you, listen, don't continue coaching someone if their issues are personally affecting you, okay? If you always feel drained, overwhelmed, exhausted, it doesn't matter what you do, this person is just not the best match for you, which we'll, we'll talk about in a second, how to make sure that doesn't happen. You probably need to end that, that um, coaching agreement, engagement with the client, okay? So you still have to protect yourself and have those boundaries as a coach, okay? Please, because if you don't, you'll have people texting you, calling you all hours of the night, morning, and evening, and pretending like you're Jesus Jr. and you're supposed to be saving them. That is not your job as a coach. You're supposed to draw out what they need that they already truly have the answers to on the inside of them and help them craft a roadmap. And that's literally the same. It doesn't matter if we're talking about anxiety, of career, business, health, all of it, your clients already have the answer in them. Therefore, I can't be their savior. They actually have the answers. I just have the unique skill set um, and tools that can draw out those answers for them and help them craft and create the business and the life that they truly want and desire. So make sure you, you institute those boundaries into your coaching practice. All right, number three. And this this comes up, I, I feel more like, uh, 
my newer coaches, my newer coaches, uh, my newer clients that I have that are just kind of getting started in the coaching arena, they fear that they're not going to be able to fulfill the coach role. Okay. One way for you to do that is practice, 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 hours of practice, hours of becoming proficient in your coaching skills. And y'all, sometimes when I first got started, I would be practicing my friends and they wouldn't have no idea. <laughs> it is not like you're doing anything weird. But so like in in relationships, you're used to like, I'm doing a bunch of talking, they're doing a bunch of talking. And then we try and like make up solutions or just, you know, bemoan the situation together. But from a coaching perspective, you work on getting clarity, finding solutions, asking questions, right? So you could literally practice that even if you don't have clients right away, start practicing that in your relationships with family and friends. So practice, 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 okay? Also, you wanna get training or hire a coach to help you so you can feel like, all right, I kind of feel like I know what I'm doing. I can go out there, get started with my first session, and I know that I've invested in myself. That is so key and huge right here if you wanna make sure that you aren't, falling short or feeling like you're going to come up empty when it's time for you to step into your coaching role with your new clients. Investing into yourself makes a huge difference. Confidence is a coaching deliverable. Without it, like seriously, the coach and the client are both both disadvantaged. Like you have to show up confident and know that you can get results for your client. And that's going to be evidence enough that you're a great coach, period. Like you don't need to have, I used to, when I first started coaching, I used to think that I had to drop these phenomenal levels of insight in every single coaching session. And if I didn't wow and razzle dazzle my client, that somehow I was a poor coach for that session. And it that would became like super stressful for me. Like trying to have a deep, moving, insightful moment in every single session is too much. It's too much. Nobody's perfect. And nobody's looking for a life altering moments in every single coaching session like as long as you establish again as long as you establish those goals at the beginning of the coaching session and the client gets the result they want at the end of that coaching session you've done your job period that's it now whether they actually go and, and execute and do the work that is on the burden of the client but you showing up to help them find solutions to their problem and craft a roadmap roadmap for that You've done your job as a coach. All right, so number four. <laughs> this one you have to be, you, you have to monitor. Um, <laughs> I would say can, it can be avoided. But number four is dislike of the client. Um, <laughs> I know this is funny, but it can happen, y'all. Dislike of the client or the client's behaviors. So you need to have your discovery call. Interview your potential clients in advance. Do not coach anyone that you don't like just because you need the money. And I know people are like, well, obviously, Sharice, I wouldn't do that. But listen, sometimes your inability to match a client that you're about to bring on is very subtle in the discovery uh, call. It just may feel slightly off or slightly wrong or, you know, like they're going to expect you to carry a lot more of the burden in the coaching than you should. Pay attention to those red flags. Listen, it doesn't end badly. It starts badly. 
So you need to be tuned in to who you are, what kind of client you want to attract and the ones you want to work with so that this doesn't happen. Like literally, it, it, it just, it won't go well for you or the client. So I would say this, although your client isn't looking for you, shouldn't be looking for you to be Jesus Jr., you're like you being able to believe in your client's ability goes a long way. And it also helps build, you know, the like, know, and trust and respect factor, which is the foundation of an effective coaching relationship. So make sure you're clear before you coach someone that you guys are a good fit and a good match. All right, number five. Um, I know some coaches are concerned about this, like just the overall disappointment in coaching. Like, is my client going to be disappointed in the coaching results? And honestly, if you practice what I've already told you, the first four things, this will be eliminated. If you don't like the client, if you aren't confident confident, and you don't know how to measure um, the results they're going to get, and get caught up in the client's drama, you are, you're probably going to see like poor or mediocre um, experience when it comes to coaching. So let's not even dive into like ineffective communication skills, the emotional exhaustion, if you feel underpaid, um, that's all going to roll into a disappointing coaching result for you and for your client. So you want to make sure you're negotiating coaching engagements that set you and your clients up for success. All right, number six, emotional exhaustion, high pressure, um, stress, period. We'll just call it all those things, right? Roll it all into one beautiful taco, okay? Listen, do not... Do not overwhelm yourself with taking on too many people. It doesn't really matter what it is that even you could be a health coach. You could be, you know, a trainer of some sort. If you take on too many clients, you can you can have that point where you just feel like overwhelmed. You're exhausted emotionally and you just feel like it's very high pressure. So you want to make sure that you keep your client roster small enough that the exhaustion isn't a factor for you. Don't let your clients and your sponsors or anyone else pressure you into doing a mediocre job, okay? You want to make sure that you only have space for people in your practice that you can, the capacity that you can actually handle or maintain. Again, I know sometimes when we first start out of coaching, we want to grow, 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 but you need to grow at a healthy pace. Learn to say no, right? When you say no to those clients, you are saying yes yes to self-care and yes to the clients that you currently have and how you show up and serve them in an amazing manner. So until you bet out the systems, the automations, um, until you have the right funnels in place or other, <clears throat> excuse me, items that can supplement coaching along the, the, the route of your uh, customer and client journey, Do not overwhelm yourself trying to take on more than you can handle, okay? That is something genuinely that a business coach can help you do because, of course, I want to see you hit that six-figure mark, but I also don't want to see you sell your soul, okay? (laughs) So I would love to be able to help you figure that out so that we can grow you 
and groom you for that six-figure mark that you genuinely want to hit. All right, number seven, um, if you are <laughs> if you have difficulties in being an effective communicator, that is definitely going to impact your coaching ability. You have to develop advanced communication skills. Reading is important, okay? And it's ve- it's a very basic, you know, coaching skill that we all should have. So this is something that you would gain in like an effective coaching um, training or something of that sort. They'll show you and tell you what issues you have to work on. Also, investing in a good coach yourself can do a lot of one-on-one and even help you through your communication issues or when things arise with clients that you were unable or unprepared for um, and need assistance on. Communication is your instrument. I'll say that again. Communication is your instrument and you need to be proficient, okay? Don't coach until you've tuned it to optimum quality. All right, number eight, feeling underpaid. Please, 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 please avoid this pitfall. A lot of my new coaches are nervous or scared. Um, They don't want to charge too much because they might scare people off or, you know, people might think I'm too expensive or something of that sort. But when you get into a session and you know, you know, you know you're about to overgive. You know you're about to show up and show out and really help your clients, but you're scared to charge your worth. The problem is when we feel underpaid, and let's say you do a 12-week program and you only charge them, you know, $700 for this 12-week program or $800 for a 12-week program. When you start feeling exhausted and overwhelmed and realize you've created all this stuff and the demand is not equal to the pay, it's going to overwhelm you and you might hit burnout quickly. Because I've seen this where coaches have, you know, really impressive outcomes with their client and their client goes on to charge, you know, five figures or whatever for their businesses and they're seeing them get wildly successful results, but then the coach is getting paid pennies. So it, it frustrates you as a coach and you're like, what am I even doing this for? You know, um, and I don't want you to get to that point. Like your gift and your skills and your talents are worthy of the compensation and the value that you provide. OK. And I want you to be very, very clear on that. Do not be afraid to charge your value, to charge exactly what it is that you know you provide to your clients. Because the thing is, when you do raise your prices and you start to separate out those people who are looking for a quick fix or someone to be their savior or someone that they can use and drain for pennies and then they turn around and and use all your skills and techniques and everything you told them to do and start really blowing up and then you are left feeling empty and exhausted and overwhelmed it really, like, I, I doubt that you'd remain a coach for much longer in that type of capacity, okay? Separate those people out, charge what you, the value that you provide, and then you'll see different results in your clients and in yourself. Because nothing hurts more than pouring your heart out and helping someone and then them you, not even actually doing the work. We could, let's just, forget about the ones who do the work and actually make a lot of money from it. 
what about the ones where you're pouring your heart out and because they didn't really, and this has actually happened to me before where I charged less than what my services were valued at and I thought I was helping people out. And in the end, because I didn't challenge them to truly invest in themselves and invest the time and the money, they basically kind of like just skirted dude skirted through and did the bare minimum and they didn't get the results like my other clients were getting and I was like you know what that's my fault like that was my fault I actually thought that lowering my price was going to help them guess what I like after that I was like I will never do that again (laughs) like I will never do that again so I know what what I provide and I know what they need to invest as far as time and money to get the result And I'm going to stick to that moving forward. So I want you to be real, real clear on that as far as your prices and the value that you provide. All right. So I just wanted to make sure that I shared these with you so that you can understand how this all impacts your business as a coach and how you can improve it. And if you guys are interested and you're looking for more help on creating your signature coaching program, learning how to sign on clients, learning how to launch your program, all of that, I would love to help you. You can book a free, uh, no cost business breakthrough call with me and we can get started and start and, and, and get you to a place that you really, truly want to be as a coach. Because I see great coaches all the time, but because they don't have the proper marketing or launch strategy, they never really make it past, you know, a small group of referrals or friends and family. And y'all are bomb and I'm just going to help you be great. Okay. (laughs) All right. I love y'all. Let's go ahead and close out the session and say our affirmations. I am wanted. I am loved. And I belong. All right, my beautiful queens, I'll be back here next week with more information on how to rock your coaching business. I love you guys. Have an amazing day.